everyone. We are in our Loving God series, and we have gone through prayer, how we show our love for our Lord is communicating, then getting to know him through his word, reading our Bibles. Last week, we had a word about coming together for church. And in that, I'm going to give a little um, follow-up encouragement. We all, we're here. We know church is important. Any of you familiar at all with football, even this much? Okay, so we all know the quarterback gets all the glory a lot of the times, right? But who gets the football to the quarterback? The center. I would like to ask, being the one in the lights, which is a lot of the times the quarterback, if we could encourage by gathering to the center, so then I can speak in a direction. And I wanna see your eyeballs. I don't want this pole getting in the way of anybody over here. Just wanna get the love. And there's not gonna be a bunch of music, so it's just gonna be me speaking to you guys. What we're talking about today is the Sabbath, serving from a place of rest. Now, I don't know about you, but a lot of times when we're asked to serve, we look at our calendar, we have kind of a mental calendar, and there, there are some thoughts, like why am I gonna serve? Is it just I mean, the way somebody presents an opportunity to serve, it can be exciting or it can be guilt. They can manipulate, shame. Um, you can do it purely out of religious obligation. Like, I know I'm supposed to do this, I have no joy, but here I am. And everybody's really happy when you show up like that. Also, I don't know about you, but I kind of, my attitude about that stuff, that's not what I have to worry about. What I have to worry about is when somebody says, oh, and we want you find an opportunity to rest. I'm like, <laughs> when? <laughs> and I'm like, there, it's just like finding, I can find a moment. I can find a chunk of time. But when you talk about a day, like that is rough. And we are, all have kind of witnessed in ourselves, our loved ones, people in the news, what it looks like when you go, 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 go. And then all of a sudden you hear or you witness them break, 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 relationships, health, all the things. Now, I don't wanna speak that over anybody, but there is a better way. And this way is in the Ten Commandments. And I don't know about you, but when you look at that list of Ten Commandments, I'm like, I'm not looking to murder or hate in my heart or, you know, all those, but you get to the Sabbath, it can be the one I'm gonna say can be the one that we break the most. 
And I know it's hard to confess that, but that's just real. Absolutely. Now, when we're talking about rest, I don't know, we got different seasons. I love that we have different seasons of life, different demographic, all the things represented here. And what rest looked like in my 20s looks very different now in my 40s. What rest looked like when it was just me and my husband looks very different now that I have a three and a nine-year-old. It's going to look different. It looks different for my parents. It looks different. And so I'm not going to preach on what it needs to look like. What I'm going to share is how to serve so we are built to last. How do we last this thing? Serving from a place of rest. For any of you that know the opening scriptures of the Bible, we have an incredible God that although he is ever-present, he really doesn't, I don't think, I really have a hard time thinking he needed to rest. I think he just wanted to demonstrate and model something very special for us that he was willing to do. He took all six days, did all the things of creation, and then rested, was willing to stop so that we could read about this is how you do it. The hustle thing going on out there. I used to subscribe to that. I'm like, if I have an opportunity, I need to make a buck. I need clothes for the kids. I need all these things. And in order to do that, you got to do stuff all the time to keep up with everything, especially if you're trying to do a, a, a home thing. So you're like trying to keep up with the trends. You're trying to do the research and all these things. Or you're owning a business. You got to, I mean, all the arms, even being a mama, it's like you're devoted to raising a child or the grown children. I mean, you want to support them and be there for them. And then it's like, when I show up, when I'm spending the time, what, how am I? Am I aggravated? Because who wants to spend time with that? And what are they really getting out of that when you're just like that? exhaustion, angry, it just, the lack of rest, it's like there's this wall between my flesh, my soul, and then the way that the fruit of the spirit way to live this life. And when you don't rest, that wall gets thinner and thinner, and then what's in your soul is so much easier to transfer on to these opportunities. So, becoming built to last becomes less about fortifying myself through training and building my skill set and more about doing it God's prescribed way that gives me lasting health. I know there's going to be a slide coming up, and it's 1 Corinthians 3. 16 through 17 in the Message Bible. It says, you realize, don't you, 
that you are the temple of God and God himself is present in you, no one will get by with vandalizing God's temple. You can be sure of that. God's temple is sacred and you remember are the temple. I know, I'm not kidding, growing up, this was used, tattoos and piercings. That's all I ever heard about this verse. And so I'm like, I'm a little over that because as much as I, I'm like, I'm looking out and I'm like, God loves every single one of these people. I don't think it has to do with that. There is a way of vandalizing yourself by not taking care of yourself. And when you're looking at all of the commands that he gave us at the beginning with the Ten Commandments, with Moses, with the Israelites, with the foundation of almost everything we've come out of, the greatest commandment comes out of these things, and the Sabbath is the one that actually has a prescription on it, like take it at this time doing this. I mean, it's, it kind of boggles my mind. And so when we are so eager to take the speck of tattoo or piercing out of that person's eye when we've got this log of, I am so proud of my hustle that I post about how tired I am because I did this and this and this and this and this and this. And God knows your heart. If you're just trying to vent and, you know, it's like, I, I just need to get it out. But if you're wearing it like a badge of pride, look at all the things I got done. That's where we got to really be self-aware on that stuff. When I was, um, I know you guys know we have a preaching team. We also have a sermon writing team for Gateway. And for this week serving from a place of rest it was really hard we were bouncing ideas off the point person was like i need help with this because it i mean you could have a series on sabbath there's so many facets to it and then i get the notes that they had prepared and you know you work it out and then i got another layer of optional notes because you could just tell people had so much to say and it's all really good and I'm looking over these things, and I am looking at how the Lord is wanting to move. And I'm like, God, what do you have for Clovis campus? There is a lot of gold about this point, serving from a place of rest. And... I really believe it has a big point of trust. Why do I have to always be on? Why do I why can't I sit down and let go? Take a minute. Start with a minute, start with whatever, but when you get those moments to sit and do what the Lord has commanded. Yeah. 
you're saying, God, I know I can do that thing. I know I can make the Team Gateway schedule right now. I know I could do all these things right now, but I trust you to know you will help me get that done so I can do this right now. I know when I, um, when I first started getting on these calls of, with our campus leadership and our campus's leadership, and I wasn't in any, I'm like, I was the administration graphics person, so I needed to be in the know on the art stuff. And it's my first time, I'm fly on the wall mentality, and I'm just like, don't just listen and all the things. And then Pastor David goes one by one, each screen, we're all on Zoom, and he goes, Elena, when's your Sabbath? And I go, um, whenever nobody tells me to do anything. <laughs> I was so unprepared. I'm like, I have all these things coming at me every day. I didn't, I didn't even think, and it was so, I was, because I was the new person, I think they might have gotten the most honest answer out of me. So <laughs> everybody else had a day, and I'm like, or they're well-seasoned, they know how to do it. I am like, I am a rookie, I don't know how to do this. I'm a new mom, I'm all the things. And so it was just like, gosh, Lord, how am I gonna do this? How? And then he's just so good. When you go to ask him how, he's gonna put things in front of you. So there is this incredible pastor down in OC and she has this podcast and it's about fun. And one of the chunks of fun is Sabbath. How do you do Sabbath? And so what's great is her guest is like amazing at being fun. How to figure out how what fun looks like to you and what your language is. And then you've got Sabbath and what, it says in the Bible, and we want to be good. We want to do what the Bible says. And then it's, how do I not get religious about this? And this woman said, oh, no, I'm religious about it. Oh, no. This is one thing I give myself permission to be religious about. Nobody talk to me between this one and this one. That's what she needs. She needs that. The, the speaker, her name is uh, Pastor Bianca Otloff. I love her. Spicy, Puerto Rican, and awesome. She is like, I need mine to float around because she travels and does all these things, but she knows exactly what she's doing during those times. And so there's so many ways of doing this, but one thing that we have to keep remembering is as much grace as he will give us, as much mercy as he will give us, it is still a command. So, we're going to talk a little seriously about the command of this. In Exodus 16, 23 through 30, it says, Then he, Moses, said to them, now this is before the Ten Commandments. They haven't even gotten that on the, on the slabs yet. This is before. So that's, it's not new when they read it on the Ten Commandments. It's not new. So we'll start over. Then he, Moses, said to them, the Israelites, this is what the Lord has said. 
Tomorrow is a Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake today and boil what you will boil and lay up for yourselves all that remains to be kept until morning. So they laid it up till morning as Moses commanded and it did not stink. How many of us know that's pretty miraculous? Nor were there any worms in it. Thank you, Jesus. Then Moses said, eat that today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be none. Now it happened that some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather, but they found none. And the Lord said to Moses, how long will you refuse to keep my commands and my laws? See, for the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, he gives you on the sixth day bread for two days. Let every man remain in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. Now I know... Old Testament can get so black and white. But one, there's some wording in here that really caught my eye. And it says, see, for the Lord has given. He gives you on the sixth day the two days worth. That gives me a picture of a gift where a lot of times I would read about the Sabbath and command. When I hear the word command, I feel very like somebody's yelling at me. I command you. And really, it's like out of the compassion of his heart, he is giving us, gifting us this Sabbath. And if I have to make it a command for you to do it, then we're going to do this. A lot of times, unfortunately, there's a, we have to live through this saying, take the Sabbath or the Sabbath will take you. In other words, you're going to work, 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 work. And instead of choosing when you're going to rest and take that time to recoup, you're going to get knocked on your butt health-wise, emotional-wise, all the things, if you are going, going, going. So I think I'll try to take my Sabbath. And that's another thing, take your Sabbath. That's another word of like a gift. So it's sitting here, it's sitting here. He gives us, it's right here, but we still have to take it. We still have to take that Sabbath. When um, Eric and I, it was, <laughs> we try to go on vacations. You know, we, when we do vacation, it's like, it takes a week for us to like finally power down. So like when we go for two days, it's like, yay, that was a lot of work, let's go home. But then it's like for us to unwind, it takes days. And so when we are planning these things, um, our first one that we really, after getting married and having Annabelle and, you know, just going, or Isabel, and going for the 
out for the first time, we went to Legoland in San Diego. And so this is our first one. I had, you know, you just plan. You get your hotel and all these things, and you got your tickets, you gift card, tickets, glorious, blessed. And so we get to the hotel, and the way I had orchestrated the finances was we check in, now this is, I was a baby, okay? You check in, I didn't know about a deposit, all right? So I check in, I'm thinking we stay, you give them your credit card, right? And then you stay, and then you pay. So that day that we were staying is payday. So I was banking on that money to pay. <laughs> Surprise, we need $250 from you in order to even get you in this room. Okay, and thank you, Jesus, Grace, we got it taken care of. Okay, so then we're staying. They have a grill, we're barbecuing. <laughs> Mama's breathing again. Then we go to Legoland. We drive in. Ooh, look how fun. You're walking up Legoland. You're walking up, get to the ticket window, get the gift cards out. Here you go. I'm sorry, these expired. It's a gift card. Those don't expire. I'm sorry, ma'am. Um, there's nothing I can do here. And all I hear is everything slow motion. This could have been five seconds, but it felt like 10 minutes. And so he's like, however, you can go see the window over here, and they can help with anything. Hopefully, they can help you out. Great. It's the longest walk ever. But it really wasn't. But it felt long. So we're going. And I'm like, <laughs> These are gift cards. I don't know. I am on the brink of like breaking and I've got my little girl. I've got Eric. I mean, Lego King. I mean, amazing. And so I'm like, they have gift cards. And she is just like, no, they're fine. I don't know why they're saying they're expired. Here's your tickets. You're fine. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. And she was so sweet. What's your daughter's name? Oh, how old is she? She was great. So that happened. You know, it's like, Weird thing. Okay, so we're enjoying the rest of the day. Okay, then we try to do, not try, we are planning on doing Disneyland. All right, so this is a big one. Everybody knows it ain't cheap. So we make payments on this trip. It's paid for. That money is all done, spoken for, out of the account, all done. Two months before we're supposed to go. I am driving to go, I'm leaving River Park, I'm driving to go pick up Isabel from preschool. And I get into a parking lot, barely, and the brake system and the front side of our car went out. And I'm like, this is me. That money is spoken for, that money is spoken for, that money is spoken for, that money is spoken for. And I'm like, Lord, are you, what is this? Like, is it, we're not supposed to go? Because it's not refundable, like it's all done. And so that doesn't sound like the Lord. This sounds like the enemy. You wanna go have fun? Excuse me? You wanna unplug from all of your responsibilities how many times have I really done that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, this is now a pattern that when we, now, when we start planning for stuff, you will hear us ask for your prayers. That is when we got wise and it was like, okay, now 
the enemy recognizes that I want to rest. I want to spend time with my family. I want to spend time with the Lord. When you start, like we were talking about prayer in the first week, all of a sudden things start going haywire during the time that you were going to go meet with the Lord. And it's like, what is the deal? And now, when we started recognizing what was hurdles are now speed bumps. It's like, okay, we see you coming. So we're rallying the troops, we're praying about this, and we plan. It's like, okay, we print the tickets, we do all the things, we get the gift card, the physical gift cards, not, the, not, the, not just the email ones, like all the things. We do all the things that we can do, but it's that I'm wise to you. You're not non-existent. You, the enemy exists. He's going to try things. But we're prepared. Not only do we have these tools of the armor of God and praise and worship and fasting, but there is also planning. Warfare is strategic. So... I know it's big. It's talking about Sabbath. We're serving from a place of rest, but rest is so powerful for us. That's why I really believe the Lord commanded it because he's like, okay, you're not going to kill people. You're not going to go cheating on these people and you're not going to lie and all these things. But now with all of these lists of things that you have to do, I know what the future holds. I know what 2020 schedules look like. Now, I'm commanding you to rest for you. For you, I'm being a good, good father looking out for my kids. So, our five reasons why you need to take a Sabbath. Number one, we've gone over it. It's a command. Exodus 20, 8 through 10 says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day it is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. I think there's something holy in that. Um, I know I'm such a, <laughs> I love the Ten Commandments with Charlton Hudson. I can't help it. But I loved, I know, I can't imagine how much more amazing it was. But when they were on cutting edge, visual effects of their day, they had this moment on those slabs. And they had fingers of fire coming in there and engraving how holy is that for him to say I love you enough to take fire my presence and to burn this into stone so you will know that you need to rest it's just phenomenal 
I think in that sometimes we get lost in all of the different aspects that we're learning about the Lord. There are so many facets, but there is this, there's a couple anchors like, yes, God is good. That's an anchor. And then there's this thing with fear of the Lord. Sometimes we look so much on his mercy and grace, which is so important, but there is this respect, like I don't even have to get loud at my kids when they know I'm serious. That's like the fear of mom. And then there's the time when the Lord is like, the Sabbath is holy. I command it. There is this resonance that happens when you realize, I want to fear you enough to obey you because I know obeying you is in my best interest. You are looking out for me when I don't know how to do it. (sighs) Number two, the Sabbath is a witness. I love this. I love this. Because it's so us, you know, like self-care, think self-care, and it's a witness. Um, I think now it's not about me. Sabbath isn't about just me having my little whatever I choose to do during this time and me and the Lord. It actually, there's a witness that starts happening. There's something outside of myself that starts happening. So in Exodus 33, 14, I love it. Again, it's Moses. And he said, which is the Lord, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. So you're rested. I know sometimes we talk about um, how people can see joy on our faces. They can see the countenance of peace on us. Things are going a little wonky out in the world and we're okay, and they're seeing that, there's also a place of rest that they can see. Oh, your shoulders, it's also that everything, I'm at rest. Your kids are like going nuts and you are fine. And I'm like, I know they're fine. They're just being kids. Like it's, and I know resting, I really believe resting has a lot to do with trust, like, I trust that all these tasks will get done outside of this time. And that has to go with being strategic. It's not just, oh, surprise, I'm having my Sabbath, and then all these things don't get done. That's not what it is. It's you set things up. You boiled what you needed to boil, baked what you needed to bake. And so... You're showing your priority when you do that, when you plan and you make time for this. Number three, it is serious. Exodus 20, 11. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them and rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Hallowed, consecrated, set it apart. 
How many here are consecrated and set apart? How serious was he about making that opportunity for us? How did he make that? By sending his son. How serious was that? Being so serious to send his son. And I know we hear it a lot, what Jesus went through for us. That sometimes we take it a little for granted. And today, during worship, it was just like, I don't wanna, for, I don't wanna take it for granted. I wanna, I wanna be on the verge of tears almost every time I think about what you went through for me. Not only the life that he had, but the death process he was willing to go through. And he was so serious about that. That's how serious he is about us taking time to rest. A.W. Tozer, incredible man of God, incredible books, has a quote, we must do worldly jobs, but if we do them with sanctified minds, they become offerings to God. And a lot of times in order to be, have that sanctified mind, we need a time for the Lord to wash over our minds. And I really believe in order for that to have a lasting effect, it needs some time. Five minutes will get you through a lot. He is graceful again and merciful to multiply those times. But there is also a time where he's like, this might take a day. This one... I think you need a day. And he's so good to just find ways of washing us that aren't really that serious. You know, you think of communion, which is very sacred and very important. But it's like you think certain like sacred moments, solemn moments, but then it's like maybe it's like playing a game with people you love and all of a sudden the weight of the world, you're having fun. Imagine having fun, what that looks like to you and things just start washing off or becoming unraveled in your mind during that time of release. I added this point. (laughs) Are you guys ready? Sabbath is a weapon. When I'm thinking of the things that Eric and I have gone through, when we're trying to make time for this thing, and he, the enemy has got to be thinking, what are they gonna get out of this? because I'm gonna throw things at their schedule. I'm gonna throw things at their family. I'm gonna throw things at their finances, whatever it's gonna be to distract them or pull them out of what they thought they were gonna be doing. There must be some serious warfare tool in this thing that he's willing to throw things at it. In Isaiah 30, 15, it says, 
in repentance and rest is your salvation, in quietness and trust is your strength. When I was reading this one, I was really hit about how many times I have broken this commandment and never asked for forgiveness from the Lord. Not out of rebellion, not out of knowingly, but it just all of a sudden hit me. Rest, repentance and rest is your salvation. Let's take a minute. Cynthia, you go ahead and come up. Let's just close our eyes. Um, trust me, I understand. Time can be a companion or it can feel like an enemy. I really believe that the Lord wants to redeem this in our understanding. And in order to do that, I really think that we just need to clean out that area of our heart that didn't know. We just didn't know that we were breaking. We were breaking something not only that he commanded, but that he set apart, that he gifted to us. We rejected out of ignorance, out of blindness, out of just not seeing it, out of seeing everything else. And I just invite you with me to take a minute and repent. God, I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me of all the times that I heard this word. I have heard ideas. I have heard other people talking about this and I still, I still just didn't do it. Other things kept coming. I didn't try. I went to the next day and the next day and the next day. And I still did not do it. God, I repent. I turn away. It is I mean, you're breaking a command. That's a sin. 
Wipe it clean, Lord. Wipe it clean, Lord. We want to be better. We want to serve from a place of rest so that we can live lives thriving and built to last. We don't want to just get to the end of our days and be like, okay, I barely made it. I want to last. I want to do things that last. I want to make memories that last. I want to build relationships that last. God, forgive me. Anyone else here, forgive us, Lord. Our last point, Sabbath is a blessing. Leviticus 23:32. I know I'm doing a Leviticus scripture. I love it. It shall be to you a Sabbath of solemn rest, and you shall afflict your souls. I love that. Like it might not be comfortable. He understood that it might not be comfortable, and our souls are going to fight it a little bit. On the ninth day of the month at evening, from evening to evening, you shall celebrate your Sabbath. I will not scorn rest. I will not laugh when someone says rest. I will celebrate it. I will not take it personal when somebody doesn't get back to me. I'm going to be like, they're resting. It is okay. We celebrate Sabbath here. And then let's bring it to Jesus. Mark 2. 23 through 28. I love this. I love, I know, I love the chosen. But the way they depict this moment, I, it's great. They're like all celebrating. They've been traveling. They don't have the constant food they're used to at their home. So they're traveling. They're like, where's the food? Oh my gosh. So it says, now it happened that Jesus, he went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. They're walking. And as they went, his disciples began to pluck the heads of grain. Uh-oh. And the Pharisees said to him, Look, why do they do this not lawful? This is not lawful on the Sabbath. But he said to them, Have you ever read what David did when he was in need and hungry? He and those with him, how he went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar, the high priest, and ate the showbread. That's a biggie. That's tabernacle bread, which is not lawful to eat except for the priests, and also gave some to those who were with him. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is also the Lord of the Sabbath. Something about, I mean, the way I roll, I love a good checklist, and I love a good schedule, and I love rules, and I'm a, there is a show I was watching, and the wife was freaking out because the cops got called, and she's like, but I did all the things. I'm such, a, I'm such a role follower and she's halfway to tears because something went wrong. And that's how I get. So I get, I have a tendency to get a little religious. 
and I have to, my girls are really good about keeping me off that, but once in a while I'm like, I gotta break that religious thing that is policing. I don't wanna police. That's not, I mean, part of it is a habit thing, but when you're out there looking for things. You're out there like, I don't know. It's like when I get, it's Sunday evening to Monday afternoon. And if I get that and somebody calls me and I'm like, well, you should know (laughs) I am taking my, like that thing. Yeah. We don't need to be that. The Sabbath was made for us, not us to police the Sabbath. I still have this beautiful picture of it being a gift. It was made for us. Somebody, the Lord, created this particular gift for everyone everyone and it was i mean jesus i just think of all the things that we can look around and say okay the lord created the trees all the things but this particular thing it's like this the way this looks is for annie i want this sabbath to look like this for annie and belina chris everyone here like this is what it looks like are we gonna take it like It's right there, specifically made for us, knowing the time it was gonna be, knowing what we were gonna be doing during that time. But he knew that was gonna wash over us, fill us up from the bottom up, so then our overflow is what people get to enjoy. The art of resting is strategic to you fulfilling your purpose. Instead of seeing rest as a lack of activity, we should see it as the source of our strength, our ability to fulfill our purpose and to receive what God has promised. So we're asking God, help me Show me how to keep the Sabbath. Show me how, and he is so faithful, he will put resources in front of you. He will say, go talk to what's her face. She has some, she, he, he does this really well. He'll, he'll start showing you a couple of ways that we can honor the Sabbath is enter into relationship with the Lord. To anyone that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, we invite you right now. All you have to say, God, I want to know you. Come into my heart. And he, he's just so good. Boom, done. 
And I pray someone listening is saying that for the first time. And in that relationship, getting closer to the Father is going to establish that fear of the Lord, that love of the Lord, that awe of the Lord. Another way is trusting God. God, we trust you. We don't have to be the ones doing all the things, getting all the credit. What good is that for furthering your kingdom? Instead, we stop and say, we trust you. We trust you. During this time, you made a way to set things aside so we can have this time together. We trust you, Lord. And we plan for it. We pray over it. We find our ways, our individual ways, for Sabbath being a way of showing that we celebrate God and we celebrate the life he has given us. That is how we enjoy and celebrate Sabbath. God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for all of these ways that we are learning to love you, all of you, all of you. Every facet of who you are Bless everyone here, everyone listening. Bless this time and bless them as they go. Their food, their transportation, their health, and show us how to do Sabbath and make us built to last. In Jesus' name, amen. for listening to our Gateway Sermon podcast at our Gateway City Church, Clovis Campus. We'll be releasing a new episode every week, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you right here next week.